Hey, Susan. Hi, Saji. What's going on? Ho, ho, ho. Merry <laughs> Christmas and a happy, happy New Year. New Year. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Happy all the things we celebrate. Happy family. Happy family. How's it going? It's going great. We're getting oh, ready for the holidays. Holidays. Awesome. But before that, we got business to take care of, right? Business. That's right. So today on COPE, we are focusing on this will be uh, the podcast for session nine, mm-hmm. which is examining the heart part two. So Saji, oh, the disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Let's do it fast. The views and opinions of myself and Saji are our own views and opinions and in no way reflect the views and opinions of the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine. Agree. Yay. So, Saji, what happened last week in clinical skills? What'd they do? Oh my gosh, we're in cardiovascular. It is so fun. Deep deep in the heart. Deep in the heart of Texas. (laughs) (laughs) We are, um, we're exploring the precordial exam, which we did the week before, so we're redoing it so that they get the... Building, scaffolding on these skills. Nice. Exactly. Uh, We went into JVP. Well, now, listen. Are you down with JVP? You know me. (laughs) No. Listen, people are freaked out about the jugular venous pulsation. I'm just here to tell you. But you know what? It's a skill. It's a skill. And, um, of course, you know, we eyeball it. Yes. Uh, these yes. are the students who are taking out the rulers and, and trying to figure out yeah. the actual, what's the, you know, actual measurement yeah. of it. Yeah. Is it 45 degree angle? Is it 30? Yeah. When do we do the JVP? It's all in the, in the um, video. Video. It's, check yes. it out. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to hang in there. Yeah. We're going to hang in there with that. Keep, Just, keep, uh, keep assessing. Just humor them. Yes. Let them, let them, you know, mess with your exam tables. Yes. Yes. Put the patient down, put the patient up. Yes. And you know what? Let them mess with uh, draping. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That is a, a real thing. Yes. Draping. And, and yes. <laughs> yes. We could also, and I, and again, like a patient's coming in for, um, eight things or something, and we're not really fully assessing maybe a primary cardiovascular concern. I'm going to tell you, I'm the first person who's not going to totally expose the precordium. Yeah. I'm not going to do it, okay? But you know what? <laughs> don't let them. Don't let them listen to the heart through the clothes. Okay. Okay. Can, can that be a no-no? Okay. Okay. That would be a like a fail. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Saji. I know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Because again, like, am I listening on the skin to the precordium for every single patient? No. The student is. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. So, guys, as there's some controversy here on Cope, but (laughs) in general, like, even the student today, um, this is a real world example. She was like, oh, I felt uncomfortable, um, you know, with exposing, essentially exposing the chest. Mm -hmm. So, we talked about a bit. She's like, and then. Um, with the patient, they're like, do you want me to lift up my shirt, right? This, uh-huh. the, the patient said it. The student said, oh, no, that's okay. So, so at, you know, in the moment, I, I let her know. I think if the patient is helping you to expose the area of interest, I think it's it, this is great. You know, this is really the proper way, the, the ideal way to assess the precordium. And so, and I told her, so if the patient offered to lift their shirt to allow me to listen against the skin, I would say yes. But Just okay, but full disclosure, I, I don't listen, I don't expose the chest for to every heart that I listen to. I'm a bad physician. Oh, I no. just, here I go, confessions of a over-the-shirt 
pretty cordial listener. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess what we have to do for the students is the ideal. Yes. You know, what yeah. is ideal yeah. for a student to learn? Yeah. Um, and what are they going to see um, also being yes. done? And, and do I also listen to every... And I should not say yeah. uh, no, but yes, I mean, I, I do listen over... The shirt, know, sometimes. the shirt sometimes. Or gown, yeah. I guess, yeah. sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, okay. And, you know, um, again, we are also... I think it, it would not be honest if I told the student that, oh, I always expose a yeah, accordion yeah. because it's, it's just not the real world. So we also, you know, appreciate everyone's balancing um, time and also um, sort of assessing what's the, what's the most imminent concern what's the thing we're really focusing on but we appreciate everyone's again willingness to try to expose try. expose the precordium okay try. okay cool. okay that was a tangent oh man <laughs> <laughs> so i guess we'll get on to it so what are the um session objectives for this week's session all right so we demonstrate the ability to pre- and present a cardiovascular examination with emphasis on precordial exam jvp and cardiac auscultation Nice. The next, um, so last week um, we didn't um, focus on documenting, but it's back. So this week we'll document a problem-focused history, vitals, general impression, and cardiovascular examination. And now, whoa, this is the first time um, I would uh, encourage a student now in their notes to include an assessment and plan in a clinical night uh, note per site protocol. And you know what? I think they're ready for that. We do a history uh, taking part here, and we get into differentials and what is a plan. Cool. So uh, they're they're really smart kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So they're taking they're dipping a toe into medical decision making. And discuss the cardiovascular risk with the preceptors and how risk impacts medical decision making. That's really good. That's really important. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's just a discussion. Um, and then finally, um, calculate and communicate cardiovascular risk for at least one patient. So pre-work to preceptors, just, you know, pre-work for this session, we I asked them to check out um, MedCalc or MD, MDCalc. Yeah, sorry, MDCalc. Um, so, but, you know, I realize there are different ways to access, like, you know, ACC, AHA, cardiovascular risk, or whatever one you want to use. Um, but um, we'd like them to take a stab at that. Yeah, I think we plan to do that next week. Nice. Okay. Oh, good. So um, objectives for preceptors. Saji. Uh, Continue the discussion about your approach to the patient with cardiovascular concerns and help the student describe each cardiovascular exam they perform. If you encounter a patient with a murmur, help the student describe the murmur adequately, timing, location, radiation, shape, intensity, which is the grade, pitch quality, response to maneuvers if applicable. Discuss the situation when you are more likely to consider JBP and look for JBD. Yeah. So again, you know, it may not happen. You may not hear any murmurs. I think there was a preceptor who was um, gave some feedback to the student about, wow, if I had known it was the cardiovascular week, I would have scheduled, you know, my patient who I know has a, a loud murmur or something. And that we definitely, um, I know that, you know, um, or there's no expectation that you orchestrate the clinical schedule to, to you know, present like the the best example of all these things for 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 your student because, um, again, the longitudinal nature of this experience. 
I know that a person with a murmur is going to happen. You know, just like I know a person with a skin lesion is going to happen. So if if you don't get there, it's fine. But just making sure um, to be on the lookout and just aware of um, what skills your student accumulates and acquires. Um, yeah. That's, I think, the, the main thing. I think the students are going to be thrilled just if they hear a murmur yes. on their own yes. without prompting. That would be cool. And then understanding it's either systolic or diastolic, those real basic yes, yes. concepts. Yeah, today yeah. again, we were like, we heard a, a soft systolic murmur and it was, you know, and we involved the patient and kind of we said the words out loud and describing it was, it was you know, it's fun, fun yeah. stuff. Nice. Okay, um, number two, Saji. Oh, review and assess student documentation of the patient's story. Vitals, general impression, and cardiovascular exam for at least one patient in clinic clinical note per site protocol again so you know if they are writing a note it just um please review it and give it give feedback um number three would be um students should have accessed oh i said this already um so this is i'm just letting you know they've accessed md calc and i if they need help you can help them calculate a 10-year cardiovascular risk for at least one patient and, um, and how risk calculation um, impacts your medical decision-making, which probably, you know, you've, ar- you've already had some of these discussions before, like, you know, somebody with chest pain and whether or not you are um, getting an EKG or other testing, looking for significant coronary disease, I think you're, you're already probably starting to have these discussions. Finally, Saji. Uh, coach your student on how to communicate elevated cardiovascular risk to at least one patient they see in clinic and begin the discussion on helping people make healthy changes. Yeah, and again, I mean, if you're, you know, all of us are in primary care, care and I think it's kind of the, the rubber meets the road. There's a lot of teachable moments, you know, the, the patient who's um, smoking, who's had a heart attack in the past, and, you know, maybe he's having a little more chest pain. It's kind of a teachable moment. You know, there are things, there are behavior changes maybe you can help people make that'll impact their life. And so hopefully, um, and it's not easy, I think, to talk about, we can plug in numbers and generate a number and in our heads know, oh, high risk, oh, low risk. That's easy. That's the easy part. Oh, statin. But communicating the rationale for what this means to the patient, I think, is harder. And also for them to see a chest pain and you working through a differential and figuring out, okay, this is cardiac or non-cardiac, getting to that point of realizing not every patient are you going to send to the ER because they present with chest pain. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yeah. We, again, talked about that very same thing today, you mm-hmm. know, pretest probability, the patient's individual risk, the characteristics of the pain, and, you know, because the student was like, how do I know it's not a GI cause of chest yeah. pain? And so we had this really fun discussion about yeah. all that stuff today. It's getting fun. It's getting fun. Yeah. Well, now um, we thought, so th- that's kind of the real nuts and bolts about the session, what to expect next week. So it's just continuing to examine the heart with an emphasis on neck veins, um, jugular venous pulsation, and and by default, you know, JVD. Mm-hmm. Um, so now if you got a dash, dash, and Sajia and I are just going to talk a little bit, give some plug um, for feedback um, in our faculty development corner today. Um, just some housekeeping uh, with the email for this podcast. I'll send out 
everybody's favorite thing a couple of <laughs> a couple of um modules on. oh yay. yay but they're very short everyone yeah, they're, they're super, really good they're really you know concise well written they just will um introduce everyone to the rubric because the mid-year um assessment of your student is right around the corner and so um there will be uh, a little bit of explanation about this specific rubric or um, um, assessment form and then also another small module on just feedback and shout out to honor oh yes so um, um honor anderson is the the mastermind behind the modules right yes um in, in kind of in collaboration with our faculty development team here yes. at the school of medicine so yes thank you very much to them um so a couple of uh, short modules, and then um, um, just to give you an idea about what to expect around mid-year assessment. Um, so there's a couple of things happening. The students will actually um, soon will be asked to evaluate the program, like evaluate our course, how we're doing preceptors. We will collect this feedback and and then and then present the feedback to you in aggregate. So. You know, we're very sensitive to um, the learning environment and your relationships. And so you will not be getting specific. specific individual feedback from the preceptor, but certainly in aggregate, say, for instance, um, we'll probably aggregate by specialty. So FM versus IM and also location roughly. Um, so that's happening soon. Um, and also for you assessing the student, I think um, they gave me some numbers, but I think the student will be doing their own self-assessment. How are they doing in this course, phase one LIC? Um, and they'll complete that thing by 24 January. And then um, um, from oh, that time, so roughly the end of January until the second week in February, you'll have some time to review their self-assessment. You can reconcile that. Where do you think they're at? And probably for most students, we would expect them to be um, a approaching phase one expectations. I wouldn't expect any student at this point to be totally meeting phase one expectations, um, but um, probably most people will be approaching phase one expectations. If you don't think that they're not meeting expectations, then then this you know is, a, is something um, where we can start to have discussions about what's the plan to remediate, to improve. So, um, so I will definitely be looking out for, for that. And um, remember, if if they're not meeting expectation, it's not a um, it's not for it to be a self reflection, right? So if they're not meeting uh, expectations, it means the student needs more help, right? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not giving them everything that they need. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, hopefully uh, in the next, um, so this is session nine we're talking about. So really um, session, between session 11 and session 12, 12 is the true midpoint, um, mid-year assessment time. I hope that you can carve out some time, maybe 15 or 20 minutes to sit down with your student and um, review the rubric and, and, and um, give some feedback. So hopefully you're debriefing at every um, at every session with them, and then um, you're. I would definitely um, expect that you have some face to face to review their mid year assessment um, in you know likely 
um, end of January or early February. Great. Okay. Exciting times. Exciting times. I just um, also want to um, make a plug for we're having a big event on the 9th of January. Oh, yeah. That's going to be party time. That's going to be party time. This is a, <laughs> it's a sort of, <laughs> yes, um, sort of a mid-year uh, appreciation for, nice. for the preceptors. Yay. Yes. I can't believe it's. I know. I know. You guys is, made it six is, months in. Huh? Time is flying. Um, and uh, there, actually, I think the plan is to release the um, the evaluation from the student in aggregate to mm-hmm. the group. And, um, and then also uh, talk a bit more about assessments, see if anybody has any um, concerns before we kick off that process. And then also just, you know, enjoy each other's company mm-hmm. and... And, um, you know, if you have friends who are interested in being preceptors, bring, bring them along. I think it's going to be at the at TCU. Nice. Yeah, not not here at the School of Medicine, but more details. Oh, we uh, look forward to seeing you all. Yes, totally. Please come. Please come. Um, and then just a, just a couple minutes to talk about a, a bit about um, uh, your assessment. So, you know, we, of course depend on your assessment, your judgment regarding the competence of your students, you know, and your students are developing competence and all of these great clinical skills. Um, But also, you know, we also trust your judgment regarding their professionalism. And so if you notice a pattern, you know, um, a pattern of maybe not being prepared for the session or being consistently late, or maybe just not showing up in, you know, and with a professional bearing, like maybe closed or disheveled or just not with a professional bearing, then please, you know, don't be afraid to make this judgment about this behavior and then have the courage to address it. Yes, address it because uh, these are behaviors, you know, these are patterns that we all know. We, we all know physicians who are always late to a meeting or um, always tardy and, you know, doing their medical records, which is, I know a lot of people, but, uh, (laughs) but, you know, to a point where they're in the medical board, you know, I mean, so the, we catch them here. This is phase one. We catch the students here to correct them. They don't know that how these traits carry on into the future. And if we catch it now and you guys have front, you know, front line for catching this, um, you can correct it, and uh, it will make a better day for that that student in the future. So, yeah, and empower yourself to do that. Um, your students have different personalities. Approach them the the way you feel fit on that. Um, and and if it means you have to be a little stern, sure. If it means that you just need to say it once and it's done because they totally get it, good. If the first time didn't work do it again in a different way. (laughs) You know, it will happen because if it's a bigger concern, professionalism is part of our, um, you know, it's, it's what they're graded on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's part of them passing. Yep. And then, you know, you're not alone. I think if you feel that the student is not responsive to your feedback or your really your gift of helping them correct some of this self-defeating behavior, then, you know, you can certainly reach out to me or um, we do have our whole office of student affairs and coaching. And so the coaches are definitely available to also um, help with this. And remember, they're following you um, in, in, in 
and how they're going to grow. So in your office, if it is part of your policy that everyone wears a, a coat and they come without a coat and you feel that that's not how it should be, that's up to you to go ahead and let the student know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never wear a coat. Yeah. So I don't expect my students to wear a coat. Right. It's a vector of disease. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but anyway. But, yeah. Yes. But empower yourself yes. to to just uh, you yes. know practice the way that you you feel that the students yes. should be practicing. We support you. I mean, you set the standard for for um, how the, how you know how you would like things to go in your clinic, and you know that right. also if they look disheveled. Make them look not disheveled. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and also you know being curious about them on a human level about you know what's Why? going on. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have PDC coaches to yeah. talk to them about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So don't feel, please don't feel alone if you're struggling with some of these things. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I'd be happy to talk further. Um, just you know, reach out at any time. Okay. Is that good? I think it's good. All right. All right. Holiday time. See January 9th. Yes. Put on your calendar now. Please come. Pull over. We want to see everyone. <laughs> we want to see everyone there. Yeah. 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 It'd be fun. Let's take a picture. We're going to take a picture. Yeah, group photo. All right. Okay. We're going to post it everywhere. Okay. All right, cool. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you.